This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about something which is really common, um, and I'll talk about why when women are scared to be alone with their kids and how you could recognize that and um, what it's due to and why, you know, why that happens. Before that, I must tell you to subscribe. We have a lot of awesome subscriber episodes coming out and, uh, of course, ones that were already there. But the next one coming out is, remember, there's a little honeymoon stage every month. And to see what that is and how to make the best use of it, please subscribe. (laughs) All right. So there are a lot of women nowadays that are, um, you know, much more isolated than women ever were. Now, it's not as bad as it used to be because even when I was started private practice like 14 years ago, there were many, many more women whose husbands did not help out at all. Now, thankfully, that is not the case. Guys are really supposed to be involved fathers, and largely they are becoming more and more involved fathers, you know? And that's great, and that's great for the kids, and it's great for the women. Um, there was a little downturn you know, of a couple decades there where uh, women were both not living near family of origin and also the husband wasn't involved, you know, so that like sucks altogether. But um, so basically within the entire history of our species, women used to, women and men, everybody used to live in extended family networks. And so having help with the kids in your family, your sister, your mother, your grandmother even, like everybody could help you with your baby. And then it happened that people started moving away a lot, going to college in a different place, getting jobs in different places, and didn't necessarily live near anybody, you know? And and our culture prizes independence and do what you want. Do what you want is great until you end up screwed because you're completely isolated. And people don't really think about that. Obviously, young people idealize a lot. And one of the things they idealize is starting fresh in a new city. And that's fun. Yeah, it's fun until there's nobody to help you. You know, and if you don't have the financial resources or if you don't want, and I'll talk about this too, if you don't really like having like a nanny or somebody that is, uh, that you have to kind of manage yourself around because they're not family because they're like a paid employee. So a lot of more sensitive or introverted people don't really like that. Then it's basically just you with the kids. And, um, now it's great because, or it's better for the women that I see now because men are really supposed to be more involved. They're getting longer for paternity leave even, and they can say things like, I'm leaving work early to go to my kid's game, and it is not penalized the way that it used to be even just one short decade ago, which is obviously super short in the trajectory of human history. It's not even a drop, but there has been a change. However, There are still many women who do the primary caretaking and are home with the kids much more than men that are home with the kids and or on the weekends do the lion's share of the of the child care. And some of those women, if they struggle with depression, anxiety or childhood trauma, 
they are really pretty scared to be alone with the kids. And men don't generally understand this. And I have a lot of like posts and stuff about this, but I figured I would talk about it more plainly and directly here. So if you were abused as a child, or even if you were harshly disciplined as a child, you're not allowed to do that anymore and you don't want to do it. So you don't want to hit your kid, but then you have no way to make them shut up. And that's the truth of the matter is that um, you're alone and they're allowed and you know you're not supposed to hit them like you used to get hit. You know you're not just supposed to ignore them like you may have gotten ignored and you know you're not supposed to drink or cope in any sort of way of escape like maybe your parents used to do. So then you're fucked, right? I mean, you got nothing to do. And you could read all the gentle parenting books in the world and it still remains that you can't shut your kid up. You just can't uh, if they don't want to shut up. At a certain age of being a toddler or a young, you know, a baby certainly and a toddler, they can't, they can't control themselves, right? And so if you're somebody who struggles with postpartum depression, which by the way can go on for years, it's not like the day afterwards, you know, like a lot of people think or the week, it could be years, Postpartum depression can just turn into depression or postpartum anxiety or postpartum OCD. So if you're struggling with having really low bandwidth and patience because of these undiagnosed conditions, which of course you may feel that you love your baby, so therefore you feel good about your life overall and you may feel happy overall that you have your baby but still unable to deal with anything, so then you wouldn't necessarily know that you're depressed because you assume depressed means you can't get out of bed, which is of course not true. And I have many podcasts about depression and posts called What Else Does Depression Look Like and things like that. Some women don't even feel like they love their baby and I have a post about that, like when you don't feel, when, you, when you've never bonded to your baby, when you can't bond to your baby. That's some of the um, work actually that I've done as a clinician that I'm the proudest of is working with those with women in such situations and helping them see that it isn't them and that they don't need to be ashamed that they have postpartum depression and or an extensive trauma history themselves, which precludes them from bonding with their baby. And eventually they can as long as they give themselves that self-compassion to know that it's not their fault that they didn't automatically bond with their baby. If you've had a childhood trauma history and you do not have a template of a mother loving you and taking care of you in a calm and patient way, there's almost no way to do that without really busting your ass, you know, I mean, without literally taking parenting courses and going to therapy and being on antidepressants if you need it. And I mean, just and having help, you know, I mean, you need like all these other things. Otherwise, you're terrified all the time that you're going to scream at them or you're going to hit them or you're going to drink or you're going to do something bad or you're going to like just take a Benadryl and go to sleep or something. And I'm trying to say this because a lot of guys have no idea how overwhelmed their wife feels and how much she feels like she needs an escape, but there is no escape. And then they feel that if she really felt like that, then wouldn't she um, say to them, oh, I'm struggling with severe mental illness. No, because she doesn't think she is. She thinks that it's just really, really hard to be around kids, but that she has to do it anyway. And and she wants to because she loves them. But especially when she feels that they are out of control, a lot of women feel really scared if they are not necessarily laid back people and they have a really um, quick trigger or temper because of undiagnosed postpartum depression. Now, if this does sound like you and you're a woman listening to this or this sounds like your wife, then if you're a man listening to this, then 
you are depressed. I can almost swear, you know, and go, go to a therapist, go to a therapist like right away or a psychiatrist and say, I don't know how to deal with the kids whenever they're loud. It makes me scared. I'm scared of them. I know that I have childhood trauma myself and because invariably you do, or I know that I may have depression or anxiety or something's going on, but they scare me. I can't be alone with them. I don't know what, you know, like, like when, when they can, be quiet next. I become obsessed with nap time and bedtime. This is like a big, big thing, right? You know, because that's when you know that they're quiet. So then these women get obsessed with sleep training and stuff and nap schedules and all of this because that's the only way that they can ever get some peace away from the baby. That is like socially condoned. So it isn't bad if, if you are somebody that feels like this, it isn't bad. It's understandable given what your life was probably like, where you did get yelled at or hit or just ignored. So you never really learned how an adult could manage um, their, you know, feeling kind of irritable and impatient with a child while also helping the child manage and regulate their own emotions. You never saw that. So how the hell would you know how to do it? It's not your fault at all, but you can learn how to do this. You can learn a lot better if you're treated for whatever depression, anxiety, or underlying childhood trauma there is. If that sounds too terrifying, then there are parenting classes as well. Also, it is not a um, it is not a loss and it is not capitulating and it, it is not being a pussy if you have to get help. You know, if you have to get help with the kids, if that's a babysitter or that's sending them to daycare or that's sending them to preschool another day a week or whatever the case may be, you know, and a lot of women feel that they're going to be a perfect mother to make up for what they never got and to be a different kind of parent than what they had. And sometimes it's just a bridge too far to do that completely on your own. Now, enter the the husband, though. So sometimes some stuff happens where then the wife basically says that the husband has to be around 100% of the time with her. And he has a job, and he may want to exercise or have hobbies or, like, anything. And so he says, but I watch the kids when you're doing your thing. Why don't, like, what's the problem of you watching the kids when I do my thing? And, um, by the way, some of my thing is making money, you know, for the family. Um, and what she doesn't want to say because she won't admit it to herself is I am terrified to be alone with these children. I have no idea how to parent them. I get incredibly dysregulated. It's hard for me to get off the couch when I feel depressed. I don't want to admit that I'm depressed. And of course, this is just a subconscious voice talking. She doesn't know that she's depressed. Um, I feel like I'm going to lose my temper or my mind or scream at them or give them too many timeouts or whatever the case may be. And when you're here, it's it's a calming presence plus I can always leave the room. And when they're very little, you know, you can't just leave the room all the time. You can, always you can leave the room if they're safe and you're upset. You know, you should do that. You should always turn the TV on or do whatever you need to do, by the way, if you do get upset with them. You should always have things like that. And I say that to mothers. Sometimes when you're trying to be the perfect mother, you're also trying not to give them a lot of screen time or things like that. This was bigger, of course, before the pandemic when all screen time limits went out the window. But if if it's between you screaming at your kid or you like feeling like you are going to have a nervous breakdown and them having more special iPad time, 
That's cool. Give them more special iPad time. You could download only educational stuff if you'd like. You could, could learn Spanish, French, and calculus if you'd like on the iPad, or whatever little levels of that there are, like counting dots, you know, for a toddler. But uh, you need to have some way to replace what would have been them going to grandma's house next door or them walking over to grandma who lives with us because that is what we were supposed to do as a species is have live in large extended kin networks. Like if you watch Chimp Empire, which I know I've mentioned many times, you know, like uh, no, no, none of those chimps are parenting alone. There are lots of other people. When they're tired, when they need a nap, the baby goes to somebody else. And to a different chimp. And that is uh, how we used to live as human beings until very, very recently in our trajectory as a species. And it really, really makes sense uh, why, uh, and I've said this before, chimps only abuse their baby chimps, their children, in captivity when it's just one mother and one chimp and one baby chimp. They do not in the wild ever abuse their children because they can get away from them. So doesn't that make sense? So what this podcast can help you understand is that it is completely normal if your wife or you with anxiety or depression or childhood trauma is scared to be alone with the children. It does not mean that you have to be with her and them 100% of the time. They're kept, you know, because obviously you also have to work and live your life. You don't want to get depressed yourself. So the, the, the point is, is that people need to have more open discussions about getting childcare in and what's really going on. Because a man can understand, okay, uh, she has postpartum depression. She can't really be alone with the kids. So what we're going to do now is we're going to get in a babysitter and she's going to go back to work, you know, part-time to pay for that. And so, all right, that's something we could do. Or we are going to actually really contemplate moving my mother across the street who's actually been asking to do that. But, you know, I didn't think we needed to. Well, maybe we do. Or we're going to just get, we're going to look into our daycare options or whatever the case may be. And, of course, my wife slash I, if you're the one listening, you're the woman, I'm going to go to therapy and or try medication like antidepressants, which really take the edge off for a lot of people when they're dealing with their kids. I have, uh, there was a post years, years ago, over a decade ago on my, uh, no, not over a decade, a decade ago, probably. One of the very first ones of somebody who wrote in, I hate my kids, I hate my life. Um, type of uh, thing of a young mother and in the update she went on Zoloft and she was feeling great man she was really feeling a lot different she was scared to be alone with the children she just hated her life she felt completely trapped um, and then she went on an antidepressant she's one of the lucky people that had an it had a pretty instant uh, positive effect and then she really realized that it was postpartum and I guess I can link to that I'll link to that in the description for you guys um, so anyway, so this would be an excellent one to make you think a little differently about this, to think why the hell, if you're a man, many men come in and say, why the hell am I supposed to be around all the time? Jesus Christ, I have to leave sometimes. I let her leave. I'm always encouraging her to do shit, but she never encourages me to do anything, you know, and she's always telling me that I'm not being a good dad or I'm not being a good husband if I'm not around 24 seven, but how's that possible? You know, and, and she gets to do her thing sometimes, or if she doesn't, at least she gets to go into another room. Every time I go into another room, there's a problem, you know, and it's certainly not sustainable for it to be two people that are trapped with the children constantly because nobody wants to see the bigger picture, which is that there need to be other people around to spell these two parents as there are in, in other societies and as there were in our society and in earlier eras and or 
right? Everybody isn't cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. This, this is the truth. You know, everybody isn't. And um, it's harder to be a stay-at-home mom in many ways than to work. And it's certainly a hell of a lot harder if you have no idea what you're doing with the children because you had no template because your own upbringing was really, really difficult. You know, or again, you're struggling with untreated depression or anxiety. So all of this can make you deeply think about it. And these are the things that therapy really, really helps with. And I'll also link you to my thing on stay-at-home moms could be depressed, you know, stay-at-home mom depression. So I will link to both of those right now in the description so that you guys can, can think about that and my one about the baby and just anything else that I think about that's relevant. And if this is you, there is no shame in this at all in feeling like this, but you do want to get yourself some help, right, of any sort, or you do want to get that for your wife. All right. Um, I hope you guys found this to be helpful and useful and a different way to think about things without as much shame and uh, more openly and honestly, which is what I always try to help people do is to look at their situation more objectively with self-compassion. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.